0: hello and welcome again yeah this is pastor deborah and this is another word of encouragement for you little one here on agape love love is here's children's channel entitled for children of all ages that means you see i'm working with you in the spirit Oh, yes, I just got two, if not more, spiritual children just yesterday. Oh, my gosh, when one comes and becomes my spiritual child, I'm able to reconnect them to both Christ Jesus, the Garden of Eden, where the presence of the Heavenly Father is himself. Well, Pastor Deborah just went through some battle to get one of them. And then another one saw this one and another one's spirit changed because of becoming my spiritual child. They brought a lot of children from Africa. Wow, it was a wonderful time. I had to endure some things, go through some battles Offer a hand of apology. Because, you know, when children, when they act up and they get offended, sometimes they need the adult in the room, so to speak, to come in and say, will you please forgive me? Will you accept my apology? Didn't mean to hurt you or offend you. And I did that. I've done that most of my professional career. With many, many people, I know the value of having peace. Mm -hmm. And this one particular one, he was very offended. But the goal of all of this was to get him to want to be my spiritual child and to go to the garden. Yeah, where you see flowers like this, love coming off. And actually, they're singing to you. Yeah. Wait till you get there. The Garden of Eden on earth in the realm of the spirit. So welcome today to another word of encouragement for you right here on the children's YouTube channel entitled for children of all ages. I am Pastor Deborah. And I'm going to be helping you today to be encouraged. We want to thank once again, the wonderful ministry of Pixabay. As you can see, they have provided this wonderful, wonderful motion video freely. Mm -hmm. So you give a big shout out to them and say, thank you. I could never create this. I'm not that graphic artist person at all. But others are. So when we all get together with the same purpose, mighty things are done to help both you and this Heavenly Father who wants to meet you. Yeah. But before we begin in this lesson, this word of encouragement, it's number eight of the year 2022. My goodness, we are moving along. And I hope you've seen the other ones. I'm trying to have one for you each week. That's right. So you can be encouraged weekly. Mm -hmm. This one is entitled, What are words of peace for your heart and your spirit mean to you? It is a word that needs to be studied and for you to have an understanding about the word peace. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. In your lesson here in school. Yeah. Here in the realm of the spirit. But before we begin, what does Pastor Deborah always do? What? Pray. That's right. So let's do that. Dear Heavenly Father, you are the giver of all peace. You are the king and the prince of peace. You provide peace to our spirit, who is to provide it to our soul and then to our physical body. Father, just as these butterflies fly around these hearts coming off this flower, let us be attracted to you, the very flower giving off peace. Let us be called and drawn to your heart, to you, the very giver, the very source of the peace that we need for our spirit, soul, and body. Help me to teach today a quick lesson about you, and your peace in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. All right. Now I'm going to look down at my notes so I can get the scriptures. So if you see me looking down every once in a while, that is what I'm doing. All right. Let's look up the definition of the word peace to begin with. So I go to the Webster's Dictionary to help me. When you're teaching you want to make sure your students know the same definitions that you're using. Because boy, you can miscommunicate. But the meaning is, if we don't have the same definitions, definitions are also maybe called concepts, ideas, thoughts. So if you're thinking peace is one thing, and I'm teaching it in a different perspective or definition, then we will have miscommunication between us. That's right. Good teachers always define words that they're going to talk about. So peace is defined by Webster's Dictionary. And how do we spell peace? It's P-E-A-C-E. But in this teaching, we're going to use the spelling of P-E. A C E. That's right. So a good teacher knows that there's many different spellings to one word. And by culture and by religion and by the age you're in, you will interpret these words maybe differently than the teacher. So let's look at the word peace, P E A C E, to see what it means. It means a state of tranquility, quietness, no agitation, no being stressed out, no fearful thoughts, just contentment and a peace, as if you were at your mother's breast and just nursing and drinking in the warm, sweet milk, and you just fall asleep, safe in her arms or whoever's holding you, maybe it's with a bottle, and you just fall sound asleep, so peaceful. You feel safe. You are content. That is peace. Two, freedom from distraction. That's right. When I have a peaceful mind, my thoughts are stayed. They are fixed on certain thoughts and concepts. I'm not giving away to other thoughts of fear and death and, uh, oh, nobody loves me. I have my thoughts stayed on one particular type of thought. And that brings me freedom from distraction. Three, a state of security. Or order. When you're in your mama's arms or whoever's feeding you and you fall asleep, you feel secure that no harm is going to come to you. That it's a quiet place. That's right. Security means I'm safe from harm, I'm not going to be hurt. Number four, peace means freedom from oppression vexing thoughts and feelings oh boy do we all have those in our soul and in our spirit cuz things attack us yeah people and in the spirit realm there's creatures yeah and other things so what it means is that we're free from that in our thoughts and our spirit from their vexing and tormenting, and our feelings are not agitated in a roaring storm. And in our physical body, our chemicals are at rest. The flight or fight centrum chemicals is not aroused. I don't have to keep looking. Looking for something that might be coming, always on alert, always jittery, uh, jumping at every noise or sound. That's not peace. Number five, a lack of violence, anger, and hate. When you have peace in your soul, you have love and good feelings towards people. You're not angry. You're not offended. You don't hate them. You don't fear them. And when you are in a battle sometimes, like Pastor Deborah just was, you hold in peace. Mm -hmm. I didn't know this battle I was just in when someone became offended with me. What the consequences would be, but what the ultimate goal was. I had to have peace within myself. That it was okay. That I had said the right things that I had challenged correctly, and that there was a higher purpose for me and for them. So I was peaceful, wasn't afraid, Mm -hmm. been there, done that. Number six, it's a lack of war within yourself turmoil it also can be a lack of war between nations cities family members companies businesses and they're not hurting you they're not attacking you or abusing you they might say i'm loving you when i do these bad things to you and so you will get a definition of love that may not be right number 7 It's a calmness, quietness, tranquil. Can you see in the picture? Those little butterflies, they're not frightened. They're coming into the flower. They're feeding off of the love that's coming off. They're drawn to it. They're not running from it. They're looking, they're smelling it. They're saying, I need to be in this peace, Number seven. It's a calmness and quietness, tranquility. Do you see any fear in those little butterflies? No. And I want to show you somebody who is bringing some peace to you just like that. Let me get him for you. It's little Teddy with the rose. He says, please take my gift like this flower. There's a fragrance of peace in it. I extend it to you. Some might call it an olive branch. Peace between God and you. Peace is a powerful, powerful tool. Victory for a God you may not know yet, even if you're in the womb, even if you're a little one. But he extends his rose his flowers, his love, his little olive branch to you. Yeah, to you. Mm -hmm. When you're in your dreams and you are sleeping, you are there with him in this realm of the spirit. So let's look at a few scripture references and see if we can Fine, and see what this means a little closer. Let me get my notes. Let's go to Psalms 85.8. Psalms was written by King David. He was the first king and ruler politician of the city and the land called Israel. He was in the city of Jerusalem. He had been a shepherd as a little boy, and God promoted him. Once he learned how to shepherd and protect And guide and lead sheep that were his father's. Now he was ready to lead and guide people. Which belong not to him, but to his father. The great God of Israel. The great I am. Psalms 8. King David is speaking to us. It's a prayer, a song to his God and Lord. Of Israel. I will hear what you, O God, the Lord will speak to me. For he, the Lord God, will speak peace. God speaks peace in many ways through nature, through mamas, in the spirit, in circumstances, within your physical body. He is speaking peace to you, and you must hear them, hear his words. King David says that this God will speak peace to us out of his covenant of peace that he has made with all of humanity. This eternal love that he provides for you, his people. He made a covenant of peace with humanity when he birthed them originally. Well, it got all messed up, as you know. But he held in his covenant of peace. But for a long time, he had to just work with flesh and the physical body. Couldn't really work with the spirit like he can now. Because there was some judgment on the spirit. But once his son came, in the fullness of time, his son, Christ Jesus, and Christ Jesus went to a cross and said, Father, I will help you. I will pay the price that their sins from way back to Adam are due to the law of the kingdom of heaven. So Christ Jesus was sacrificed. Mm-hmm. He died so you could have the covenant of peace back. Mm -hmm. That's another whole study about peace. So what he is saying is this covenant of peace was for King David and Israel and you, children of all ages. And it was to have peace within your spirit, your soul. And your physical body, and peace among each other, and peace in your nation, and peace with nature. Oh my gosh, you're not at peace when your land will not provide food, when there's drought and famine. The land is resisting you. There's no peace between you and the land, or when animals attack you, there's no peace between you and nature. And what about human beings? When they kidnap you, hurt you, kill you, wars, there's no peace between human beings. So this covenant peace is brought to us through the sun by a way of the cross. And now, as you can see, we are free if we believe in that, to fly around the very source of peace himself. Yeah. So that is good news. That is a word of encouragement for you. Now let's go to Psalms 119, 165. This is still King David speaking, singing a song, thinking a prayer. He wrote these down for us to see and read and hear today. Psalms 119, Verse 165, great peace have they which love your law, O God, and nothing shall offend or disturb their peace in and with him through the spirit of God himself. So David says, if you love his law, Which would be, love your neighbor as yourself. Forgive all who offend you. Bring that covenant of peace to them. Seek their forgiveness if you offended them. And look past all the evil and wicked. He says that's the covenant of peace. God had to do that with us when we didn't really know him. And even if we do know him, sometimes our soul that's in here rules us, and it's the king, and it gets offended, and it has no peace. Therefore, our spirit has no peace. But to help our spirit, you need a Hebrews 4.12. You need to be birthed out of your soul, free, so your spirit can receive the peace and fly like these butterflies. To the very source of peace. Mm -hmm. That's right. Now we want to go to Proverbs 12.20. Proverbs was written by King David's son. King Solomon of Israel. He was a wise king for sure. Verse 20. Deceit is in the heart. The mind. The thoughts. The ideas. The actions. The deeds. Them that imagine evil, wickedness, have perverse desires, devices, and ideas, have hidden ideas and concepts and thoughts. I just heard today that people who say they are attracted to minors, little kids, somebody under a legal age, But that's not immoral, a sin, evil, wicked, a crime. It's not mental illness. It's just an attraction. And it doesn't mean that we desire to touch them or hurt them. We're just attracted means we love them. And how that relates is what they're trying to do in that definition is say all those people who watch child pornography, children in sexual acts on their computer. I mean, children do sexual acts in front of them. That's not a crime. But they don't realize that children are being used to satisfy their attraction. They don't know what causes their attraction? Is it biological? Is it in their soul? But the laws say that's a crime. But in some religions, it doesn't seem to be that way. It seems that it's okay for a 55-year-old man to take an eight-year-old or a six-year-old girl, marry her, and abuse her until she's of age that he can have sex with her, that doesn't seem to be immoral or evil or wicked, because that seems to be sanctioned by their God and their prophet. Is that being attracted to a minor child, a 55-year-old man, wanting to be married to an eight-year-old child as a bride? What about somebody wanting to marry an 11, 10 or 11 year old? Is that more than just being attracted to a minor? A lot of these differences of opinions are to break the stigma, they said, that this is a mental illness or it's a crime or it's just normal for some people or in some religions That is what they are allowed to do by their prophet and their God. And it's okay. But nobody thinks about the little girl or maybe the little boy, what they think. They're still a child in their mind, their body is not probably up yet where it is in puberty. So there are some evil, wicked things being taught shown even through religions. Mm -hmm. People who are college professors are trying to tell us, oh, just because we're attracted to little children. That's nothing wrong. It's not evil, wicked, not a crime. It's not mental health. But nobody asks little children what they think. Nobody seems to really Care who's going after them, what you think, little one. Nobody asked a little aborted baby, did they like being chopped up in the womb, their body dissolved, not given a chance to be born? Nobody asked them. The baby wasn't even asked if it wanted to be created, an egg and a sperm just came together. Mm-hmm. Now I'm asking God, where. When and where does that spirit come from? that's in there? So King David' son, King Solomon, is telling us that the seed is in our heart. It's in our mind, of our soul and even in our spirit. And they are evil, wicked imaginations. They're devices, their concepts. And did you know that when you have those kind of thoughts, even if you do not do the actions or the behaviors, this Christ Jesus who went to the cross says, You have already done it spiritually because you thought on it, you desired it, you craved it and lusted after it. You have already done it. That's oh, getting deep into our thoughts. And King Solomon goes on and says, but to the counselors, the leaders, the pastors, the shepherds, the wise people of peace, to those who don't think evil, wicked, deceitful, criminal thoughts. They don't have those in their mind. These are considered wise shepherds. And these people, peace within themselves is joy. It's an everlasting joy that goes with them all the time. So that tells us when you have evil, wicked thoughts, imaginations about little ones like you, you have no joy. Because you only get your joy from having some type of thought or concept about the little children in a sexual way or as a victim to be abused or tormented or as a weapon of war. Mm -hmm. There's no joy in that person, is what King Solomon is saying. His heart has no joy. And now we go to Isaiah 9, 6. The prophet Isaiah speaking prophetically to us of a future person who was coming. Verse 6, for unto us, all of humanity, a child is born, the dirt body. Unto us, a son is given. That's the image and the likeness of his father and mother. That would be the spiritual part the forever person who was going to be inside of this dirt body, the child, because the dirt body would make this image and likeness, this sun legal here on earth. And that was going to be given. The sun was never born. Only the dirt body. That is some powerful stuff we're learning right there. And the government, the kingdom of heavens, its laws, its peace shall be on his shoulders. We didn't know that this person was going to bring the peace of the Lord of the kingdom of heaven to us. That was going to be the Holy Spirit the governor of the kingdom of heaven. And his name, the son's name, who was the image and likeness of his father, and guess what they were. They were many. His name would be called Wonderful Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince, the first ruler of peace right? Peace is a person. Peace comes from the Prince of Peace. It comes to us. We don't have it originally when we're born, but it can be brought to you, given to you as a gift. Can you see this? This is what the physical body, the child may look like. Inside of him was the Prince of Peace, deep on the inside of his spirit, which had colors for all nations, colors of all people, came to us long ago. And inside of this, as you can see the love coming off, we are drawn to the light of the Prince of Peace. He comes to say, Here, take this gift that I bring to you in a dirt body named Jesus. It came in the sun. Mm -hmm. It's hidden away inside the dirt. And you have to open it up. You cannot just stay looking at the beautiful outside, the Jesus part. You must open the gift. And inside is where you'll find the Prince of Peace and his peace of the everlasting covenant. Many people just stay on the outside. It's all about Jesus, 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 Jesus. They never open the gift, the box. They never get to the son, the Prince of Peace himself, the spirit part. All right, so now let's go to Isaiah 32, 15 through 18, verse 15. Until the wonderful Prince of Peace, the Holy Spirit of the kingdom of heaven, was poured out, sent out upon all humanity from on high, our hearts and our spirit And the world was just a dark, wicked, evil wilderness. There was no beauty. There was no fragrance of peace. There was no living waters, no living flowers. And we could not come to peace. It was a desolate spiritual place. But when when the sun came, And was carrying on his shoulders, inside of his dirt body, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was bringing us the covenant of peace for us. One, we would have peace with God himself, our Father, and between each other. The covenant of peace came in Christ Jesus But you must open the box of Jesus. Let's keep working with Isaiah 32, 15 through 18, verse 16. Then when this occurs in the spirit of a human, when you accept the gift of peace, judgment and righteousness, laws and statutes, Shall dwell there. They shall live in what was the wilderness of your spirit and your soul. Peace, love, and joy now begin to rule and reign in your spirit. And your spirit begins to help your soul transform itself from its evil, wicked thoughts and ideas, its deeds, its desires, to a peaceful land where there is joy. Mm -hmm. And the covenant of peace shall remain over your spirit, for your spirit, with your spirit. And it should grow strong, and you shall grow strong in it. It will provide you with blessings continually, as you see, flowing out of the covenant of peace to you. And you will feel safe. The wilderness will be gone. Flowers will come up. You will be a fruitful field of peace. Number 17. And this fruit, these blessings, these works, these deeds and principles and concepts of this holy and glorious righteousness shall be Peace. Each one of those hearts is peace and joy, coming off the everlasting covenant of peace, coming out of the very heart of the Father, the source of the eternal peace through the very giver of it, through Christ Jesus and his word. And when peace rules your spirit, And your soul and your physical body, you will sense these effects of righteousness, quietness, assurance in this peace of the Lord. You will have a spiritual peace about you, you don't get rattled when you get offended or attacked, you stay peaceful even when bad things are happening and fear of death is there. Your spiritual person will live in, be protected by, will draw on the fountain of peace and joy. Verse 18, And the Lord God, the Prince of Peace, Says, shall my people, those who believe in me and my son, trust in me, follow me? They shall dwell and live in a peaceable habitation, their own land of spirit, soul, and physical body. It's a kingdom, a land. God desires for it to live in peace and joy, not get upset, get angry, get frustrated, get in fear, torment, or vexation. That is his gift and desire for you. Your thoughts, your ideas, your concepts, your principles, they will all be in in peace towards yourself. You won't hate yourself. You won't have hopeless thoughts. You won't hate your neighbor. You won't be jealous or envious of them. You won't want to abuse them. Not even nature or animals, the water. You will want peace within and without. And through this sun, this prince of peace, your spirit will be glorified. There will be bright lights, glory, fragrant, beautiful smells coming off of your spirit. People will see it in the realm of the spirit, even the evil, wicked ones. They will know that you now carry the covenant of peace, and you have the Prince of Peace within you, and you are a peaceful creation of the Father himself. And peace is resting in you. And your spirit is quiet, cannot be disturbed by anything. Mm -hmm. Because you'll be able to look out through your eyes and say, I know all of you. You're in darkness and ignorance. And I will hold in love to help you. Now let's go to the last scripture, John 14 27. These were the red words of the Son, Christ Jesus speaking to us, to all of humanity. Verse 27 Peace I leave with you, my peace I give. Unto you, not as the world gives. How does the world give peace? Their sexual pleasures, alcohol, drugs, acquiring money, wealth, getting to be a political leader, having power, even just winning an argument, having the last say, not being dominated. But there's no joy in any of that, he says. He says, I will give you my peace. I will leave it with you. And not as the world gives. Give I unto you my peace. So let not your spirit, your heart, and your mind of your soul and your physical body be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. When my hormones go off in my body, I've had a thought. When I kick into the fight or flight syndrome, chemically, hormonally, I've had a thought. I have perceived something, maybe a word or something's happened, and I have a thought that I'm going to die. My body kicks in because of that thought. My spirit has thoughts. So he is saying, don't, I will give you my peace that I have, that even going to your death, even when you're ridiculed, kicked out of your churches, humiliated, offended by others, you will have peace. For you will look at them and say they know not what they do. For they are creatures of the night, of the darkness. They are not living and have not received the gift from the Prince of Peace. They're not in the eternal covenant yet. So you will learn. There is much to do when you receive the peace from the eternal covenant. And that is your word of encouragement for today. Dear Heavenly Father, all that are watching and listening, all the little ones Help them to want to have your peace that surpasses all understanding, all the joy that comes with it. Enter into your covenant of peace with them. Let them know that you are there. Your laws are statutes. You will help them in every situation to be at peace. No matter what's going on around them, to them, You will make a way for them to escape. And you will give your peace, not as the world gives, but as you give. And we ask, Father, that you do that, even to those in the womb, the little babies in the cribs, at their mama's arms, the little children that are orphans, barely surviving, those that are kidnapped and abused and trafficked, those. That are just children, infants, teenagers. Help them all, Father, to come into your covenant of peace that brings joy to them. In the name of Christ Jesus. All right. I'll see you in the next lesson here on the YouTube channel for children of all ages with Pastor Deborah. Bye.